if you or a loved one gets hurt, you'll want a faster road to recovery. At Leia Healthcare's Urgent Care Clinics, you'll be seen by a consultant-led team in 60 minutes or less for injuries including breaks, burns and bubumps. Switch now at leiahealthcare.ie. Always a beat ahead for you and your family with urgent care in 60 minutes or less. Insurance provided by Ellipse Insurance Limited trading as Leia Healthcare. Leia Healthcare Limited trading as Leia Healthcare and Leia Life is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Urgent care clinics available to all aged 12 months and over. Wellbeing benefits available to Leia Healthcare members. On this week's Big Tech Show, Ireland's biggest drone delivery company looks set to cover Dublin by the end of the year. MANA boss Bobby Healy tells us about his goal to be one of the biggest companies in the world. We want to win big here. We don't want to be one player of a 500 different drone companies. We want to be the biggest thing the world has ever seen. We want to be in every single suburban household on the planet. To do that, you start with things that are high adoption, high frequency products. You go straight to the coffees and the takeaway food. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. Today on the Indo Daily, the top GAA coach and the €47,000 slitter scam. I'm annoyed at how naive and trustworthy I was, but most importantly, I'm heartbroken at my family around me who have suffered as a result of the actions of others. Mar is asking for more money. Can we get another 5000 another 10000 We can't fulfil these orders unless you come through for me here. Well-respected hurling coach Jimmy Marr convinced a close friend to invest in a non-existent business, tearing apart their friendship and the local GAA community. So in the end, unfortunately, John gives him more and more money. In the end, he says he gave him a total of €47,000. He told me there was a backlash that he felt people um, were shunning him or talking badly about him because he'd made this criminal complaint against Marr, who's such a well-known and respected coach. I'm Kevin Doyle, and today on the Indo-Daily, I'm joined by Sunday Independent journalist Mark Tye to discuss his ongoing investigation into the swindle. The victim, who wishes to remain anonymous, has provided us with a victim impact statement which has been voiced by an actor. Mark Tye, this is a story of two friends at the root of it, but it's based in a JA community, which possibly makes it an even more complicated Um, relationship breakdown between the two men. Start maybe by telling me who is James Jimmy Maher? Yeah, uh, James Jimmy Maher is a uh, trainee school teacher, but also I suppose he's he's better well known as a a top level uh, GA hurling coach. Um, He would have been a community officer for Kilkenny. He'd been with in around the senior team even as far back as 2005. He said he was on the hurls in the All-Ireland dressing room in the final. You know, he's seen Brian Cody and all the Kilkenny greats. Um, he was more recently, he worked as a development officer out in Clare. And in the last couple of years, he's been uh, one of the, the senior coaches on the Kilkenny minor hurling team. And he's had great success at club level. He's coached all around, you know, from Waterford up in, uh, he's helped out in Antrim. And uh, with great success with Moon Coin, they won the Intermediate um, All-Ireland Hurling Club Championship in 2022. And this year, with, on the, uh, the senior side, uh, with Bally Hale, and he was even at the um, All-Ireland um, um, Awards for the, the, the best players of the year. And he was there holding the player of the, of the year trophy because the, the player who won was, was absent at the time. And you, know, you could see many of the top hurlers, uh, a lot of them on the Kilkenny senior panel, would put up uh, Instagram posts about him, calling him the GOAT. 
you know that he's he's this top the level, greatest of all time. Yeah, yeah. That, so he's a he's a, he's really well regarded in, in, the, in the hurling uh, coaching community. So fair to say, Mark. While me and you might not have known his name in JA circles, hugely respected. Uh, the CV is is gold plated. Yeah, and I suppose he would have been earmarked for you know the senior panel. He was even when Clare played Kilkenny last year in the All Ireland Championship. He was um, interviewed in the Irish Examiner. They did a big profile on him. You know. They praised him, you know, for his uh, listening ability, his uh, ability with players. And, you know, re- again, you know, was bumping up his profile yet again. You know, here's kind of a Kilkenny uh, hurling guru giving his opinion on, you know, the state of hurling across Clare and Kilkenny. And Fair to say, one of the unsung heroes of the backroom team. Exactly, yeah. And a, and a coming force as well, I suppose, yeah. So before we get into the story of where this has all gone a bit wrong, what is the crime that he is... Well, he's been found guilty of that he committed. He's been uh, found guilty of de- uh, deceiving, uh, deceptively receiving money. So it's basically under the Crime and Fraud Offences Act. He's convicted of a fraud offence, um, and this relates back to the victim uh, who spoke with me last week. Um, now he's asked to remain anonymous because of the sensitivity. These guys grew up in the same community; their families know each other, and. Um, there's a bit of um, a bit of a backflow or backlash against him because he re- he reported his friend to the Gardaí. Um So if we want to go back to uh, April 2019, uh, the victim, um, his name we've call, given, called him John. He was working out in Australia. Uh, he was working as a pipe player, real backbreaking work. He'd left his daughter and his family behind to try and earn some money for a deposit in the house. My reason to leave Ireland was down to money. I knew I could never make the money I required to provide for myself and my family here in Ireland. I worked tirelessly throughout my time in Australia. I will never forget it. Sometimes 24-hour shifts. He gets a call from James, Jimmy, his friend, you know, who... This 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 guy himself is a big hurler. He says he grew up with a hurl in his hand. He would have um, been on the Kilkenny uh, minor panel himself at one stage, then broke his hand. So he's a big hurler, um, and James, Jimmy Marr would have coached him as well. But so in April 2019, he gives him a call and says, look, I've got all these connections, and I've got a deal set up with a manufacturer in Pakistan who are going to manufacture slitters for us, and we've got a great deal here, and we've got a deal to supply the cool camp, um, summer camps, you know, for, for children that the GAA organise, and I need a bit of money from you. I saved as much as I could. I took on extra shifts when necessary and worked through the night if required. So the scam was effectively, he was asking his friend for some capital, basically, money up front so he could invest in buying the slitters, which they would then sell on to cool camps around the country at a profit. Yeah, like he was promising um, him on his initial €10,000 investment a return of maybe up to 50%. You know, he could earn €5,000 on that. And um, I suppose... Uh, John, he said, you know, I was I was over in Australia. I was felt really disconnected. I've been over there since 2016. It was great to hear from someone from home initially, you know, and who was checking in on me. And he wanted to get, he was making a bit of money, you know. And he said, well, this is great. I could I could you know earn some extra money on this. You know, he trusted this guy, uh, James Marr, you know, such a well known coach. And said, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll go for that. I'll help you out. And I think that was from from reading your story on it, Mark. That was the key point, wasn't it? Because it's a really simple dragon's den pitch. It's like invest money, you'll make a profit here on the other side. But actually, what got John, as we're calling him, to take part in this was simply that he trusted the guy. 
Yeah, like if, if your friend or my friend reached out and you they knew you had a bit of extra dough, said, look, this is a, a short-term investment. Um, so this is April 2019, and he was saying, look, by September, um, we'll see your, you'll see a return in your investment. You know, you'd, you'd try and help him out if you could, if you trusted the guy. And he, that's, that's the thing, you know, from a tight-knit, hurling, uh, agricultural, rural community in Kilkenny, um, the victim here, John, really trusted James Marr. So where... Did it start to go wrong or at what point does John start to become suspicious that maybe this isn't as good a deal as he thought? Not for some time. So he's still in Australia. Um, he'd only come back occasionally on one occasion for uh, James Marr's wedding, a big 400 person event. Um, but all through that summer of 2019, um, I, the WhatsApps, I've seen the, the WhatsApps because the guardie took his phone and put them into evidence in the circuit court. He's um, saying, well, well, pal, you know, um, I went through this this morning and since I was talking to you on Tuesday we have the following club orders in total St. Lockton's 50 dozen Mil- Milford 45 dozen Mooncoin 60 dozen Black and Whites 40 dozen you know he tells them um, you know we, we've got a great deal here with Crow Park with um, you know GAHQ and so the victim John says you know well do you need more money you know um, Mar is asking for more money can we get another 5,000 another 10,000 we can't fulfil these orders unless you come through for me here so in the end Unfortunately, John gives him more and more money. In the end, he says he gave him a total of 47,000 euro, which included 4,000 euro in cash after he returned to Ireland in September 2019. And it was only really from September um, that he began to get worried because um, Mar was telling him, you know, I just can't give you the money right now. Um, he started giving him excuses, like he was going through a divorce. He had a, he had a, a child through a previous relationship he was saying there's there's legal issues there, you know. So the, the money is in the account, but I can't access the account at the moment. And w- what really John impressed on me when I met him uh, last week was that um, Mar wasn't embarrassed or wasn't hiding under a shell. You know, they did the twelve pubs of Christmas with all their friends in that December, and all the time John is kind of very concerned, but saying, "Look, it's Christmas time." He doesn't seem perturbed. He's he's saying that he's going to sort this out. I still trust him, but he he was very concerned. But all that ended, he says, you know, he decided in, in, in January 2020, New Year, you know, Christmas period is over. No more time for this shit. You know, I'm, I'm going to call him out. So how does he call him out? So he sends him a text and uh, or WhatsApp, says, you know, look, no more mess in James. Where's my money? Um, and But that just started another year of excuses. Um, and, and uh, you know, and, and, you know, Mar saying, oh, look, I, I'm trying to sort it out. You know, just just bear with me. Uh, in September 2020, so this is well, well over a year since the money was invested, um, John says, look, how about you pay me 100 euro a month? You know, that's like a very small amount. He's, he's given him 47,000 euro. And Mars says, no, 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 I'll give you 1,000 euro a month. And so he pays him the first 1,000 euro. But even at that, that's taking you four, four years basically to get your money back. Yes, yes, way in excess of that. Yeah, you'd, you'd, he'd be paying it for years and years. So like John was still being easy on him. Um, but even at that, yeah, Mar you know, pay, made the first payment. He even told me he, he brought him a bank account, bank statement that showed eighty seven thousand euro. Now he said there was another family name um, on that, so he's trying to say, look, I have the funds. It's just there's difficult legal difficulties. Um, but then another Christmas passed and uh, passes, and uh, John decides, you know, that's it. I'm, I'm going to go to the Gardaí. So then in April of that year, twenty twenty one. He finally makes a formal complaint to the to the Gardaí in uh, Kilkenny, and he says, you know, the, the guards in Kilkenny said, look, we can't guarantee you that we'll get your money back. You know, far from that, we can't. We, 
that's not our job, but we, we can get you justice here. So a guard investigation is launched and that's its own thing. But you mentioned at the top that we're not identifying the victim here because there has been a backlash. So it sparks a whole other set of problems for John when this actually moves into a more formal space. Yeah, I suppose it gets out that there's a guard investigation. Um, and then last summer, um, it's, it's brought before the courts. Um, Mar is charged and he, he pleads guilty. Um, and it gets out, you know, that it, this is all because John has made this complaint. And he told me there was a bit of a backlash that he felt people um, were shunning him or talking badly about him because he'd made this criminal complaint against Mar, who's such a well-known and respected coach, um, a school teacher, you know, who, who stubs into some, two of the biggest schools there in Kilkenny. Yeah, he just felt that he was shunned and became a bit of a pariah. He felt that, you know, he was thinking about getting involved back in hurling, you know, now that he returned from Australia, but he felt he couldn't, you know, because these were all Mara's friends and people were talking about him. I find it difficult to drive in my locality or head to the local shop as I'm constantly in fear of who I may meet, who might know my story and who might judge. I can't describe the feeling. It's like a tightness in my chest and I struggle to breathe. I love GAA. I grew up with a hurl in my hand, but I had to distance myself from the sport and from my club because of the situation. When um, you couldn't even watch the, the All-Ireland uh, final involving Ballyhale earlier this year because, you know, Mara was involved. So, yeah, he felt, you know, that... You Ostracised know, almost. Yeah, effectively. I, but, you know, it's, hurling is a bit of a religion in, in Kilkenny, you know, and he loves hurling, but, you know, for him, the whole sport's been soured. And do we think, Mark, that he was alone in this? Or is there potentially other victims? John believes that he's not the only one. He believes that he's the only one that made a complaint. He believes, you know, that Mar has tried similar things with other people. He's heard stories. I'm continuing to investigate that and, and, and trying to establish that. Um, so this was brought before the court in on March 22nd in Kenny. It got no coverage. Uh, no, it wasn't picked up by the local paper, surprisingly, even, you know, given its prominence given kind of the, the the awful, you know, circumstances here, you know, how this is kind of split two friends, split a GEA community. Um, and so then, you know, I, I heard about the story and contacted him and he was willing to talk to me. But, you know, he's very hurt. His family is very hurt about this. He, he spoke to me and he spoke in his victim impact statement, which I've seen about how, you know, this was money he'd save for a deposit on a house when he returned from Australia. But instead of having that money when he returned in 2020, you know, he had to go back to work six days a week. My self-esteem is completely shattered. I can't believe I let myself be taken for such a fool. I'm annoyed at how naive and trustworthy I was, but most importantly, I'm heartbroken at my family around me who have suffered as a result of the actions of others. His mother had to look after the greyhounds. His passion is greyhounds, raising greyhounds, breeding greyhounds. And, you know, so not only has he had to kind of work more than he expected that his family have had to help him out in that as well so you know it's it had a very um, big effect, effect on his family on his emotional well-being the money is gone and so too are the dreams I had I'm living with my parents at 32 years of age something I never imagined happening it simply is not fair it's, it's been devastating for him. Now, the good news was that the guards did tell him that um, Mar had 
uh, produced 41,000 uh, to repay effectively all the money that he was charged over. Not not the full amount. He said there was 47,000 in total handed over, but you know the vast majority of it. Now he hasn't received that money yet, so it's I think it's lodged with either the Gardaí or the court. But hopefully that'll be at least you know belatedly uh, a return of the, the vast majority of the money he invested with Mar. The fact that Mar pleaded guilty meant that this didn't have to go through a trial and therefore all the evidence wasn't necessarily presented to the court. But did Mar ever give any reasoning or any explanation for why he did this? I wasn't in court for the hearing, but what John says, he was in court and his the barrister for Mar um, again offered said two things, that he needed the money to pay for his wife's, now ex-wife's, uh, lavish lifestyle. Now this is something John thought was completely beyond the pale and didn't accept that. You know, he doesn't think, they thought that was very unfair. He also, t- um, uh, the barrister also mentioned that our client um, needed the money for paying for maintenance. Um, you know, I don't know. But I, I, I rang um, James Marr last week. He said he was in, um, he was in course, in his course in, in UL. He was at a, a lecture or something. So he said he, he, we'd talk later, but he hasn't rang me back. So um, we don't know, we have, Marr hasn't really explained himself. Um, Interestingly, John said that um, a perfunctory kind of written apology was handed into, into court initially, but then later on the barrister said that was withdrawn, which is kind of strange and bizarre. So obviously that, that friendship is is sundered. So we know that money is hopefully set aside for uh, the victim here, that he will get some of it back. What was the sentence? So the judge sentenced March to two years in jail with, with 18 months suspended, so effectively a six-month sentence. And after a request from Mara's barrister, uh, she agreed to postpone the commencement date until he'd finished his course. So he'd expect to um, start in the summer, that, that six-month sentence. And I suppose there'd been other repercussions as well. Um, Kilkenny GA gave us a statement at the weekend saying that uh, confirming Mara was a coach on their minor uh, panel, but that he was no, no longer involved in that. And the GEA uh, HQ, uh, Crow Park, gives a, a statement as well saying that they never had any agreement with Mart for, for providing uh, hurling equipment, slitters to any cool camps or any other uh, uh, summer camps they were involved in. So in given the stellar CV that you went through at the start, Mark, from what we ne- know now, uh, James, Jimmy Marr, isn't involved in GA at that level subsequent to the trial. Yeah, like even on the, the day of the, the verdict, um, John was saying he was aware, he found out that he, Mara went and was coaching the, the minors that evening. And um, I, I, I could see an Instagram post from the Kilkenny GA uh, Instagram uh, account, you know, putting up the panel for a, a game just so, the following week where, again, Mara was on it. And you know, he felt he said that was like a, a punch to his solar plexus when he saw that he was still involved. But I think... Uh, belatedly, uh, Kilkenny GA have found out about the conviction. The GA interestingly did say that um, I asked him, you know, what does this mean for his future involvement with the sport and involvement with, you know, with minors, uh, you know, potentially under 18s. And they said that would be something they have a, a child safety committee which will analyse that and analyse the the offence. He's 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 been guilt, found guilty of one offence here under the, the Crime and Fraud Offence Act. So they'll they'll have to examine that as a committee and decide whether that precludes him from further involvement with minors. You mentioned you're still investigating this. Do you think that there is more to come or that there is any chance that I presume you're still open to Mar giving his side of this? 
Of course, yeah. Like, there's always at least two sides to a story. Um, and also, I think there are other people who have experiences uh, with Mar, and I'd be interested to talk to them. So, yeah, it's, it's a, it's, there's a lot more to come on this story, I think. My thanks to Mark Ty for joining me today. I'm Kevin Doyle, and today's episode was produced by Mary Carroll, researched by Anna Vejlarczyk, with sound by Niall McMonagall. The victim impact statement was voiced by John Smith. If you enjoyed the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow, and leave us a review.